Seems like most people are in YouTube, Mel, just so you know. Everybody's commenting from YouTube. Oh, we're not even on Facebook yet. That's why. He's got to set it up. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the good old Angry American Nation podcast. And as you can see, it's just me and Russ tonight. <laughs> just us hanging out, brother. Yeah, T, um, his lovely bride needs to go see the doctor. And so he's out. Um, Emery is, as you guys know, employed until further notice. And Sue is senile and probably forgot. So uh, yeah, I sent him a text message. He hadn't responded back, so. Yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Sue is senile. So, <laughs> so it's just uh, us. Oh, he didn't get the email. Let me resend it to him. I'm going to drop he off, didn't get the off email. for a minute. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get him in here. So, um, let me see. Can't find the polls for the Oh, Matt and Kelly. I'm reading ta I'm reading messages, guys. I'm trying to catch up. So, what is up, everybody? Let me see who we got in the house tonight. All the usual suspects. Matthew King Christie obviously is here. I saw Russ's name. Guy. Who was first tonight? Christie was first. Ooh. There we go. So Dan Kebro. What is up, man? Patrick. What's up, Patrick? How the hell are you doing, bro? I ain't been on Twitter much today. I've been driving up to Tallahassee. We just got here and we're in this lovely Airbnb to go muck around at the Florida house tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get some cool pictures and some video of the talk that evening. I hope. Paula Howell in the house. What's up? Uh, Sandy Darden. How you doing, brother? We stopped and met Sandy on the way up here to, to look at Ranger uh, Malawa that we're seriously interested in getting. Um, only because he's very well trained right now and he's going to get trained even better uh, if we take him. So he's going to get trained for bite work, be a protection dog. Jimmy Machado, what's up? Uh, Patches, I'm doing great. Sent you a message on Twitter. It's got a pic of my new portable battery box that runs on DeWalt batteries and is all contained in an ammo box. That's awesome, dude. I'll check it out. I ain't had time to look at it. I was trying to scroll through Twitter right before we came on here, just looking at the nonsense. I saw a picture from the border uh, that was what looked like, I don't know, two, 3,000 African immigrants, illegal immigrants. Uh, let's call them what they are, all lined up down there. Um, and then earlier this week, I saw some videos from some African immigrants here and some in the UK, uh, all complaining about the quality of their hotels, the quality of the food, the fact that they don't have, they're not given more free money to go spend. And they're all mad about that. So, but it's not an invasion and it's, uh, it's all good for the country, right? You know what they tell us? It's all good for the country because they put up that lousy ass, um, border defense bill they call it whatever they want and uh it was no border protection whatsoever you know it was it was actually going to allow them to make what they're presently doing codified in law because biden can shut the border down whenever he wants all he has to do is do it but he refuses to do that so this is intentional and so 
the Republicans got so much blowback from it that they all bailed on McConnell, and now he's got egg all over his face. Um, and uh, the Democrats immediately come out with a standalone bill to give Ukraine the billions that they wanted to give them in that bill. Not a new border bill, not not something reasonable that actually does something for America. Instead, they want to give about 40 more billion to Ukraine. Uh, you know, so Zelensky and his generals and all can steal it because that's what most of us doing. Maureen says, did you hear about the major children's hospital in Chicago that has been cyber attacked? Out for a week so far. Postponed it. Surgeries, medical records, unavailable to be accessed. Wow. Yeah. Expect more of that in the very near future. Uh, I got a feeling we'll be seeing a lot more of that. Let's see here. Let's see. Dan says, brought in five new cult followers by playing book one while I was working. They all groaned when I was done and shut it off. I sent them to your site to order their box sets. <laughs> well, thanks, Dan. <laughs> um. Yeah, Patrick, there you go. Saw they wanted more pocket money. I think that's African for walking around money, and the Dems used it, used to hand out for votes. Yeah, same thing, same shit. Yeah, they're complaining they're not being given enough money. Uh, and then there's some funny ones, too, where I've seen one guy said he was going back to Africa because this life here was bullshit, as he put it. Uh, the weather sucked. The Everything sucked, and he was leaving. So, old school. What is up? Yeah, he, yeah, Christy, you know, the cyber attack thing is going to escalate. Like, that's, we're going to, I imagine as the year goes on this year, we're going to see a lot more of that shit. Um, so, did you guys, did, who saw the Nevada primary uh, results where 60% of the voters picked none of these? I thought that was fantastic. Bring that here. So, I'm going to open Mel's brewski for her. I've got the can opener, the bottle opener, I should say. Mine. A knife. Uh, but yeah, 60% of the people voted for none of these because Trump wasn't on the ticket. So they're all now jazzed up about South Carolina thinking that she's going to somehow carry that state, which I got a feeling that she is going to be trounced in there. Who are you looking for? Huh? Uh, oh, yeah, look that up. Give me that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so Mel's pulling this up for me. So who here knows Nikki Haley's real name? You guys know she changed her name. I didn't know that. She also made her husband change his first name from Bob to Mark. Michael. I'm sorry, to Michael. Yeah, Michael, not Mark. From Bob to Michael. But Nikki Haley's real name is Nimrata Nikki Randhawa Haley. So I remember seeing... Uh, no, she's not a rhino. She's a Democrat plant. I remember seeing a while ago where she was on some new show someplace talking about how she got made fun of every day because she was brown. But she changed her name and never talked about that. I don't believe her. I think it's full of shit. And why'd she change her name? So she wouldn't sound like she wasn't from here. Uh, but her true colors, <laughs> pun intended, came through. Uh Oh, the Dalton reveal. Yeah. Well, those are going into production later this year, uh, around April, probably. We're going to be putting those into production. So, yeah, the Dalton will be in production, hopefully by April, is what I'm hoping for. 
Uh, let me see. Look at the description January 6th. Yeah, the description will change. They'll have to see what a real insurrection looks like, the way they're going. Oh, so Patrick says any desk got hacked. That's a big deal because they got the source code. Everyone, including the world governments and military, use it for remote computer and systems use. Gov hardly talking about it. So any desk was hacked. Wow. They're going to have a hard time fixing that one. Uh, uh, you know, I think the Brits have a term for that. It's uh, we're proper fucked uh, is how they usually say it. Oh, there's Suster. We got the Sue man. What? So I got it. Got it. Got it. Me and Ross are pressing buttons at the same time right here. Turn each other. So I'm, 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 don't feel bad. I'm too dumb to use a smartphone. I know that. So, yeah. So, uh, I just told everybody you were senile and forgot. I, I am. I am. I, I got here and I was getting signed on and everything. And I realized I was trying to do it on last last week's. Oh, email, yeah. So yeah. I look like an idiot. I look like an idiot. Sorry. I don't, I don't uh, look like an idiot. I am an idiot. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Patrick, I'm going to disagree with you. Kukri's a way better blade profile than a Bowie. Way better. It's a much better chopping knife. So and Sue, that beard's looking like awesome. You're starting to starting to yeah. fill in. I mean, is, is this a seasonal yeah. beard? Is this a seasonal beard? Yeah. Or my wife told me she said, I, "Man, I love that beard on you." And I said, "So what you're saying is I'm ugly." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick, you're wrong. A, a kukri serves way more purposes than a Bowie does. Way more. Yes, the Bowie that, knife that looks cool. On- that curve on the kukri gives you a lot more power, too. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, I I didn't realize that till I took a uh, a buoy up against a kukri with a, a, an actual Gurkha soldier in Bosnia, and that boy could actually cut down some trees with that knife. Oh yeah, amazing! Yeah, amazing yeah. what they can do with those knives. Yeah. Uh, Dan says any desk endpoints are not affected by the hack. Only corporate. At least that's the story they're telling us. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, Sue, do you know Nikki Haley's real name? I was just talking about this right before you came in here. Do you know? You know her I real was name? listening to it in the on the on the backstage. I don't. I, I didn't memorize it, but it is very. Yeah, it sounds very uh, Hinduish. And, very. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's got a real curry yeah, flavor to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and I was I was I was wondering if uh, she actually worships Brahma bulls too, because I got one in the pasture over here that she can have if she wants it. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, Nimarata Randhawa, Nimarata Randhawa, and she yeah. changed that to Nikki Haley, and it made her my, her husband's name was Bob, and she made him change that to Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and and she did it for political. Let's be honest, she did it for political purposes. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, uh, Vivek Ramsamani, he he hasn't changed his name, but uh, I, yeah. I really I really like that guy. I I like his approach. I hope he's in the running for uh, Trump's VP, or he's somewhere on the cabinet because I would love to work for that guy and just go to the Department of Defense and just go along and tell people in all these cubicles, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Yeah, he, He's talking yeah. about getting rid of entire government agencies, which is 
when we talk about you know draining the swamp i'm i'm i hate to say it I'm, i had a long conversation going down the road with my neighbor today to actually in uh enforce change or to get change in the current establishment we have to get rid of entire agencies because there's too many reg there's too much regulatory authority by these non uh non-voted or non uh political not elected unelected in the yeah, unelected yeah, unelected, yeah, unelected a, officials yeah. come up with regulations. They don't go through Congress. EPA is a good example. EPA is a premier example of how if they just don't like you, they can shut you down and claim that they're saving a fish or they're saving a yep. toad or they're uh, even where we're at Fort Bragg in my younger days, there were entire entire uh, huge swaths of acreage that you couldn't train on in the training area on Fort Bragg because it was the the home of the cockaded red-headed woodpecker. And <laughs> do not get caught in there or your unit will pay a fine. You know? Wow. That's yeah. Just, yeah, you know, this, vote on that. the snowy owl and all that kind of shit, same stuff. So Jimmy says, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Tucker interviewing Putin? What do you think, Sue? I think it's fantastic. I, you know, I mean, Barbara Walters did. Other people have, journalists. And none of them were called to be expelled from the country. And the EU isn't talking about putting sanctions on them. But they're on Tucker Carlson because he has he's guilty of wrong think. So well, I'm going back to, I'd I, I go back to what Trump said, you know, in his in his uh, last term was, uh, he's like, why can't I talk to these guys? I mean, that's yeah. the problem that we're all fighting. Why can't I talk to Kim Jong-il? Why can't I talk to, you know, Vladimir Putin? You know, why, why yeah. can't I talk to him? I mean, I'm the president of the United States. So if Tucker Carlson is going to interview him, I think Putin has every right to to give us his view of why he's doing what he's doing. You know, that's that's one of the five things that's in the First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech. He should yep. be allowed to say, there's why I invaded Ukraine. Why can't he say it? Yeah, uh, he's gonna. So I got a feeling that he's gonna give his reason why, and, and the rest of the world won't believe that reason. Um, but having followed Ukraine since like 2008 is when I started tracking it. Um, you know, when the Maidan and all that stuff was well, I started tracking then, and the Maidan went down, and then we advanced to where we are today. Um, it was obvious what was gonna happen, it, and it, and we did it, guys. You got to understand, we started that war over there. Um, you know, John McCain and Victoria Newland were there. And the next thing you know, it's, you know, hell in a handbasket in Ukraine um, because we went over there and instigated what's going on. You know, one of the first acts that the new administration that we installed in Ukraine did was to outlaw the speaking of Russian in Ukraine. So Donbass, Luhansk, those regions in eastern Ukraine are native Russians. Their Russian is their native language. So. It'd be like somebody here being elected president and just suddenly saying, like, you can't speak Spanish in the United States when that's the native language of a large segment of our society. They'd be a little mad about that, too. So I get why they're pissed. Um, not saying I agree with everything Putin's doing, because I don't, but I understand how this started and it all could have been avoided. You know, this whole thing could have never happened. Right. But, you know, didn't want him selling natural gas to the EU. So. Because that's what it was about. Natural gas. Well, and I think I think if people would do just a little bit of history and everything, and they go, you know, you don't have to go back very far. Go back to when uh, 
Stalin was in power in the in Ukraine. They, they're talking about the Donbass. They're talking about everything along that whole river there. And uh, if you realize that Stalin actually starved the Ukrainian people and then placed Russian people there, that gave them their mm -hmm. excuse for invading. They're, those people haven't been there for generations or, or oh, no, hundreds no, no. of years, like they claim. That's well, they have not those been. are Russian. Those are those are already Russian. They were Russians just a, a few decades ago. They were pushed yeah. there when when uh, Stalin starved the Ukrainian people, and all the food went to the cities. They weren't even allowed to have a vegetable garden in Ukraine. They, they yeah, they weren't uh, even allowed to go to the field and pick up fallen grain. They they couldn't even go to the fields and pick up scrap grain. If they were caught with it, they'd be executed. And that's the exactly, hall of Adorno. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hitler yeah, used the I same. Mean, that Hitler used the same technique to invade Austria or march into Austria, claiming that there were German people there, that that was their land. But those people mm -hmm. had only been there for 15 or 20 years. Yeah. So that yeah, was that was his excuse for annexing. I'm sorry, annexing Austria. Yeah. So, yeah. So. John Simmons says, any legitimacy to the hit Zelensky put out on Tucker Carlson? Um I know that the Ukrainians have a hit list of journalists and people and even like just um, like influencer kind of online folks who don't tote the Ukrainian narrative water. They do have a, a kill list. So is it possible? Sure. Is it going to happen? I seriously doubt it because that would I mean, it would look bad for him for a large segment of the population, but the world at large would think it was a huge service. So it's a possibility. I think. Zelensky would put a hit out on on Carl Tucker for going over there. Yeah, and and just to just to remind people, I mean, our our current press corps says, you know, and and a lot of people in Congress keep on saying, oh, we got we got to out of this, for example, out of this border bill, we got to give Ukraine seventy billion dollars yeah. if they're fighting for democracy. Ukraine's never been a democracy, guys. Ever? No, they're not. Ever? No, they're not. And Zelensky's just as bad. Oh, yeah. If, if you go over to Ukraine, ask yourselves, why is there only one narrative on every channel they have? That's because they own the press. The government owns the press. Yeah. It's not a democracy. They, they, they jail journalists. Yeah, yeah, they jail journalists, you know. I mean, so. And, priests, you know, they're priests. Priests. They've jailed Christian priests. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Everything. Yeah, and like Patrick says, you know, people have a short memory. Twenty fourteen, you know, ten years ago, uh, like go on YouTube and look up "Roses Have Thorns" and watch that. It's a lot. It's a lot of videos to watch, but it's like twenty four total hours of video. But it explains this thing to you, the nexus, how it started, and it's really the best because it's a lot of on the ground as it occurred video that was filmed, um, and you really, you really see how it occurred. Like it's right there in front of you. Uh, let me see. Wayne says, powerful unelected GOP officials decided Trump couldn't be voted for in Nevada's primary. Are any of these people going to be held accountable? Well, they need to be. Yeah, well, he's probably going to be elected anyway, whether Nevada lets him or not. He'll still win enough, win enough votes. And the good people of Nevada can always just write his name in on election day. <laughs> he doesn't have to be able to ticket. What have you been up to today, yeah, Sue? 
I just got back from uh, around Kings Mountain. Uh, that's that's right on the border of North Carolina, South Carolina. Famous uh, revolutionary battle fought there. And I was putting in traps for a friend of mine who's had uh, problems with uh, coyotes and uh, feral dogs on his property. So we, mm. uh, my neighbor Troy and I went over there and put uh, and placed some traps for him. If he if he'll go check them, we we put the traps over there. Well, that's good. And we're going to lift the rest of our trap line because. Uh, I'm just too damn old to walk up these mountains and check them every day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Patrick says a big part was we pushed to have Ukraine change their country's laws so that they could export their crop and raw materials. It was part of the Constitution. We helped them put together after the riots. Yeah, and of course we did. Yeah. Uh, of course we did. Uh, yeah, and Nick says, if we can give a, uh, give other countries as much money as we do, then we are overtaxing our own people. Amen. You know, we got people, we got enough problems here at home. You look at what they want to give Ukraine, what they want to give Israel. And, and I'm not saying don't support Israel. I mean, I'm all for supporting Israel, but I bet they don't really need our money. <laughs> you know, I'll bet they don't no, and, really uh, need our money. Well, let me, you know, and as you know, Chris, I do some consulting work and everything, and I was just in mm -hmm. Ukraine in December, you know, early December. And uh, what I saw over there, uh, yeah, there was there was there were some air raid sirens going off once in a while and things like that. But the in, in Kiev itself, there's the, the all the shelves are full. It was total Christmas time. There was lots of military age males running around with their man buns and their instruments and you know they were really enjoying the christmas spirit and everything and I was, I was looking at all that and i was like no no the front's about three hours away or the front's like you know 45 minutes north uh yeah. until all of you are in uniform and you're fighting for your own country then i don't see why any nato country would send their their you know their flesh and blood over here to die in your war you know all of you need to be on the front line that that being yeah. said though uh What's the reason Russia is really there? Crimea. This goes all the way back to this time of the czars. They need a warm yep. water port for their navy, right? Yep. Their only other port is up around St. Petersburg, which kind of freezes over and gets full of ice and everything in the wintertime. So the Russians think that they have, they need a warm water port, but they still have to go through the Straits of Istanbul, which is mm -hmm. Turkey and supposedly a NATO country, but Aragon is kind of leaning towards the muslim side i don't i don't really know if he's really nato anymore or not you know so uh, uh I, I think he's nato when it's convenient for him otherwise he don't really give a shit you know uh he wants the money and he wants the weapons uh and that's it that's all he wants he's, he's not in this as a team player for nato which i don't blame him for not wanting to be part of nato really but um nato's a joke it's outlived his yeah, usefulness but all of us need to stop paying for their defense budget then we, we, we need to just stop giving them money period and yep. spare parts yep. and everything like that but when you look about when you talk about ukraine and you know oh are they corrupt yes they're corrupt uh matter of fact some of the things i was consulting for they're like well we can do we can do with what your product uh, we can do that just give us the money and we'll just we, we can do it for fifteen hundred dollars when you want to charge us or you want to bring over this product that costs forty five thousand dollars forty five thousand dollars 
And I looked at him and I was like, uh, well, you know, uh, they claim you're corrupt. I can look out the window here at the meeting and I can see a, a Dodge Charger there. Who's that? Oh, that's Colonel so-and-so's. Uh, who's who's uh, BMWs out there with, with Norwegian license plates on it? Oh, that's General so-and-so's. Okay, so the American people think you're corrupt because you have all these fancy cars and everything. You're supposed to be military people. And you have all these mm -hmm. brand new cars that I can't afford back in the United States. But I'm here to tell you the corruption starts right there in Washington, D.C., on the Beltway. Yep. Yep. Most of that money is never leaving the United States. They're going to send you products, right? And the money is uh, going to stay right there in the defense the, 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 the defense infrastructure of the United States. So why don't you take your $45,000 product here and use it that they're giving you? That's what you're going to get from the American people from now on. Is the product not the not the money? Which will then the product will then end up on the black market. And but yeah, they got to keep the money inside the military industrial complex inside the Beltway. That's where the money has to. Stay. That's where that seven. That's where that seventy billion dollars in the current bill on the on the on the floor right now. That seventy billion dollars, most of it's not even leaving the United States. That's that's enriching Raytheons and the and the Northrop Grumman's and yep. uh, the General Dynamics. There, those are the guys that are getting the money. Not Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, let's be, but there, let's, let's, I, I, I remember a while back. Yeah. I remember a while back when their, uh, their defense minister rolled up in a brand new Bentley. And then Zelensky's parents bought a seaside villa in Israel. You know, it's a bad look when your nation's at war and you're begging the rest of the world for money. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, just screwed yeah. up. Well, so, and I'm sure they do get money through the banking system. I'm sure they, the, the United States is basically uh, supplementing their economy too. But uh, it's oh yeah. it, it's still it, it's. I don't want to say let's just abandon them, but then again, I I also want to say hey, we we got enough of our own bills to pay here. I mean, you know, where's where's Poland? Where's Germany? Where's Where's France? Where's all these other NATO countries? Uh, you know, France not part of NATO, but where's all these NATO countries that are worried about it? Why aren't they paying a lot more of their GDP to help up to prop up Ukraine? Why are we? Why are our American taxpayers having to do that? I don't understand that. Well, the EU did just put together a package. They just gave them fifty billion. Uh, and again, I don't. I'm sure that works the same way. They're probably just getting old Soviet era scrap iron being sent over there to them as for armor. Uh, in that in that money, and it's staying right inside the EU, just like the money here is. Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, don't don't ever assume. I mean, uh, war, war is. I mean, the the true root of war is the transfer of wealth. If you really get down yep. to it, it's the transfer of wealth from one group of people to another. That's all it really is. That's, that's Whether that's is. wealth is food commodities or or land or gold, it's the transfer of wealth. That's the reason nations go to war against each other. Yeah, it's always over resources, and and wealth is a resource, the ultimate resource for most people. But yeah, all wars over resource. So Patrick's asking if anyone saw uh, Millet from Argentina went to Israel. The first thing he did was move the Argentinian embassy to Jerusalem. And then go pray at the wall. Yeah, I did see that. I thought that was pretty good. I like that dude so far. Uh, I like his view on communists. You know, uh, he's ready to open up Pinochet Airways down in Argentina. 
<laughs> you ever seen his talk about his interview where he was talking to a journalist about communists and what the what he said to the woman about you just got to kill communists you can't negotiate with them you have to kill them they're not human yeah i i, I did see the wave tops of that uh, i think it was on uh on uh youtube or something like that somebody would some, somebody was mentioning that on uh one of the uh all the little chat rooms I have on Signal with uh, with all the old retired Green Berets, you know, we, they do a lot of griping about the, the current state affairs right now. Just a little bit? Just, yeah, a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit too much. <laughs> well, you know, they got, I think all of us have uh, cause to be concerned, you know, uh, with the way things are going. Uh, it just doesn't look good for this year, you know. It really doesn't look good for this year. I'm a little nervous. I got a lot of travel to do this year, and I don't really want to do it because I don't want to be far from home if shit kicks off. But I'll be wherever I am, I guess. So, yeah, and uh, I, I I agree with you there. I, I I think I said it a couple podcasts ago, right before Christmas. Um, what what really makes me nervous is come November. 50% of the country is going to be fighting mad at the other 50%. No no matter no matter what the outcome. So yep. that, that that part just really scares me. You know, it really does. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, I, I fully anticipate that this summer when we get into fighting season that we'll have another summer of love. Um I think there'll be cities burning and that kind of stuff, you know. Uh like there was a couple of years ago cuz they're going to have to try to make things really 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 bad. Um, to get their desired outcome. Because they can't really cheat their way into this one. They did that last time. They went too hard, and it was obvious, you know, and it still is, even though nothing's being done about it. Uh, but they know the people won't necessarily stand for it again. So I don't think they're going to be able to go, as, go quite as hard. They're going to have to come up with more creative means, and that means sending the useful idiots into the streets. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. You said, you know, what happened last election was kind of obvious, but nobody enforces the rules. And, uh, you know, what I do with consulting and uh, running in the defense industry here in this country, you see a lot of federal acquisitions regulations broken. You see a lot of rules broken, but nobody enforces anything. We see that with uh, what's going on up in New York with the police being beat up and everything. There's mm -hmm. rules out there. The rules are on the books, but nobody's enforcing the rules. I think uh that's 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 across the whole spectrum and i think people are tired of it we, we all live by the rules the rules apply to you and i but they don't reply to, they don't they don't apply to people in power or people that aren't even citizens of this country for example and i think the people are getting tired of that but well, well yeah you've got like new york city as an example you got perlman who's being held without bail uh, for choking that that crazy dude out on the train that was threatening people and doing all kinds of shit. And yeah, the guy died. Okay, but you know, still he was a threat to everybody on the train. And then you've got all these illegals that beat up the NYPD officers that were released immediately without bail. So what what That's we right. actually have is the, the two tier justice system. There's the them and us, and and um and we're not the them or, or the us and them, and we're not the us. We're the them. So we have a two tier justice system like you're talking about. Biden is guilty of mishandling um, classified documents. Nothing's going to happen to him. But they no. kicked in the doors of Mar-a-Lago and did a big raid with the FBI because they said he had 
classified documents, which he didn't have. He didn't possess those because as president, anything he deems is unclassified is unclassified. He can take it with it. That's all he's got to do. Flat but out. Flat it's, out. It's You're just, exactly right. Yeah. 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 And so. Which, by the way, the vice president doesn't have that power. So even exactly if it's Senator Biden. Say. If it's Senator yep. Biden or Vice President Vice President Biden, you shouldn't have had that at your house or at your library or at uh, whatever whatever uh, institution you clean, you deem as an office in Delaware. That's not yours to have. Yeah. Yep. He can't declassify shit. You know. So I wonder if he's going to pardon himself on the way out the door. I bet he does. Uh, he's going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy says they're trying to pass the civilian training ban. Have you heard about this? Yeah, we've we've heard about this one. Um, yes, didn't 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 I send that out to everybody a couple of weeks? Well, that was last week, didn't I? That yeah. that scared that scared me to death. Tactical riflemen would be outlawed immediately, right? Well, the Boy Scouts then, of America, the Boy Scouts of America would be outlawed. What it says is any any group of three or more, three or more. doing paramilitary training is illegal okay continue chris I, i'll let no that, I, i'll let you that, go that's, ex yeah. that's exactly what i was talking about it was just just that but again it, it only matters if you give a shit um and yeah you, you might get some high profile attention but somebody's got to say no to these people you know i know i've got a buddy in the training business who's already said he's not changing a damn thing he don't care what they do and he's one of those guys that if he calls me and says they're stacking on his house, I'm getting in my truck and driving north. I'll go for that because we've got to put our foot down someplace and say enough. And, and that's that's a spot that I'll pick. So oh, and, and, and anybody who votes for this, I can't believe I can't believe, uh, you know, Raskin even put this uh, came up with this bill, because if you if you just read the description of the bill, there's three blatant things that should pop out at you. Number one, and we all agreed this during COVID, the right to us, any three or more. I thought that again, that's one of the five things in the First Amendment: the right to assemble. If you're doing yeah. it peacefully, you have the right to assemble. I don't care what your what your reason for assembling is. That's against the Constitution to make a law against three people or more getting together and doing a compass course. That's paramilitary. And the other thing that said anything with a command structure is considered paramilitary. So all of our fire departments, all of our prisons, all of our EMS that are, are they're paramilitary. Does that make them illegal too? I'm sorry. It does. If that law gets passed, what we got to worry about is the approach that the Democrats will use for it. They'll say that the illegal aliens that, they created the problem. They're saying, well, they're inside here. We got sleeper cells or we got we got these right wing extremist groups, these militias doing training, you know, and they'll get some Republican votes because right now it's narrow, thin in both houses. Right. Mm -hmm. And one way or another, this law might actually pass. And that scares that scares me. That really scares me. And then who's going to enforce it for this current this current justice or this current uh, Justice Department? might put their lawyers on it and enforce it. That's scary. Well, and again, this will be selective enforcement. I guarantee you they won't go after the John Brown Gun Club or none of these guys out west in the Antifa circles that are doing no. the exact same stuff that they won't get touched. It'll be right-wing guys that are out no. giving uh, training classes will be the ones they come after. 
exactly. You know, but exactly. But then yeah. it, it, this is a slippery slope because they're going to have to really think about that. Uh, like Egghead says, the government will infringe on your rights until you assert them. And like I said, it only matters if you care, if you're willing to go to the mat for it. And at some point, something's going to happen where we're going to be willing to go to the mat. It becomes a different ball game then. And to all those that say, well, you know, the law enforcement has to support it or has to enforce these laws. Now they don't. The sheriff can say, I'm not doing it. I'm also not going to let the feds in my county to screw with the people who are doing it. Um, and then if the feds want to continue down that road, then personal responsibility will become a key issue. And I'm just going to let you guys use your imagination of what that means in uh, guerrilla warfare. So, yeah. yeah. And you, and, you will and be held accountable. A motivating factor and all that. I can't remember. There was a saying that was above our arms room when I was a young soldier in the 82nd Airborne. It was like, uh, I think maybe it was Hemingway that said it. But uh, if if you if you're not willing to go die for your your country or for the freedoms thereof, then you need to move and find a country you're willing to do that for. You know. So, I mean, it's 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 getting it's getting to be a point where you've got to say, hey, enough's enough. You know, and uh, we were talking about that on the way home back from Kings Mountain, and we're just, we're just, the, the, everything's gone upside down. The hey, you're gonna have to draw a line in the sand and say we've had enough. Yeah, and here's I'm gonna give you guys my opinion on pretty much everything about the federal government and their overreach and what they're doing. Some of you may have heard this before. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and, the na and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind require that they should declare the cause, causes which impel them to the separation. And that's pretty clear language. You know, there's no gray area there, in my opinion. Um, I didn't know you had the preamble to the Declaration of Independence memorized. I keep it pretty handy. I actually keep a, uh, let see, that should be right here. I That's have pretty good. Right here, travels with me, my pocket constitution. So I carry one of these. I had cases of them, I gave them all away, but I carry a pocket constitution with I, me. So. I, I did that all the time, and I, I was even considered a little bit too political. In, in, in I'm, I'm a sergeant first class and a master sergeant, and I'm handing out to my subordinates. I'm handing out a preamble to, or I'm handing out pocket copies of the Constitution, and I have officers approaching me and saying, "Hey, you really shouldn't be doing that. We're not supposed to be political." I'm saying, "I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. What are you sworn to? Don't you think you ought the next time you re-enlist, the next time my subordinates re-enlist." I want them to understand that this is what you're swearing an oath to. Maybe you should read it before you raise your right hand and say, that's what I'm going to die for if it, they come to it, you know. And that's what everybody in our military, in our government, they have sworn an oath to that Constitution. That's why I can't believe that Mayorkas wasn't impeached yesterday. No, when he's, I wasn't. He's, broken, he's broken his oath to the Constitution several times. He's supposed to, to, this, to support the laws and protect yeah. the country. Period. That's well, that's impeachable offense right there. He's also a cabinet level person, and he serves at the pleasure of the president. And to those people, that's what matters. No, not a, not an oath, not not law. Um, none of that shit matters to these people. 
Um, like Auburn here says, first you need to BSA, BSA is woke. Send your young men to Trail Life USA. Over 900 troop and 50,000 members across the U.S. Our motto is let boys be boys. Boy Scouts of America does not allow gun training. Well, that's weak. They did when I was in. And Auburn, thank you for everything you've done tonight. I appreciate that. But I wanted to get that one out there. Um, yeah, the, the Justice Department's not going to, they're not going to eat their own in this administration. As long as they're carrying the water. Now, if someone steps out of line and doesn't carry the water, then they'll go after him. But of course, they, who was going to be impeached? And and the most of the Republicans that are in the House and the Senate are useless. Um, they're all in there for self-enrichment. You know, they're not there to serve the people. Uh, and some of them are there for the polar opposite. They want to try to rule over the people. Um, and Joe, does that mean the pronoun people, he, she, they, et cetera, can't train by themselves? They can train by themselves, and so can we. Uh, you know, but like I said, that last you, comment about Boy Scouts of America. It, it, okay, they don't, even if they don't do gun training anymore. Almost everything else, I've got the original uh, somewhere here on my desk. I got the original Boy Scout of America field manual, and that comes from Frederick Russell Burnham and uh, oh, who was the Robert Powell, and it was for England. Started in England, and and, and after their after their war in the Boer Wars in uh, South Africa, and that's where Scouts uh, Boy Scouts came from was to teach young people, young teenagers, some of the things they need to do you know, to be a good soldier in the future. So that's considered mm -hmm. paramilitary training too. So be careful about oh, that. Oh, no, it's it's very, for example. well, that, that there's has a, a command structure. And there's a uniform and there's a command structure. And and essentially what, what yes. Boy Scouts taught, taught it when I was a Boy Scout, were you a Boy Scout? You probably were, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, well, I, I think I made it as far as Weevilos, you know, and then yeah. I ate the brownies and I got kicked out. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen every time. The good <laughs> brownies or just <laughs> brownies, yeah. Uh, but, but what did Boy Scouts really teach? Essentially basic soldier skills, if yes. you think about it. How to live in the field, yep. how to maintain hygiene in the field, how to feed yourself, how to do these things, how to provide shelter. Basic soldier skills is exactly what Boy Scouts taught. So, yes, yes. Yes, and it was all based off of two old, two soldiers from the Boer Wars. One of them was yeah. American, Frederick Russell Burnham, you know, and Lord Powell. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. And that's why they call it Boy Scouts of America, because it didn't actually start in, in America. It started in the British Army, or actually UK. Right, yeah, yeah. UK, so. yeah. Prepper Book Club in the house, what is up? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Let me see. Or man's right are in three boxes, the ballot box, the jury box, the cartridge box, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Yep, nailed it. Uh, that's where our rights do reside, and too many people are afraid of some of those options. Not that I want them. I don't want anything like that, but, you know, I'm... Uh, no. No, and, and I'm right there with you, Chris. I was, I was one of the ones that was active duty almost 30 years, uh, 28 years, nine months. Close enough to thirty years, so let's call it thirty years. You know, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm the first one that would you know people clear back in the '90s. People were saying, "Oh, we need to go to war over this, the Ruby Ridge, Ruby Ridge incident, or something like that." And I'd 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 say, "No, no, what are you talking about? You don't want to go to war. I've been to all these combat zones. I've been to Bosnia. I've been to Somalia. I've been to, uh, you know to all these all these combat zones. You don't want to be in a combat zone in your own backyard. You don't want that. You know, you, you no. don't know what you're talking about." But it's getting to a point where 
either either you're a citizen or you're a subject, right? And right now, under our current our our current uh, society, even even with the Constitution as a you know everybody gives a vague re reference to the Constitution, but nobody wants to follow it, so that makes us subjects. We're not citizens anymore. Exactly. And so we got to be very careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, you know that's the what the the Second Amendment too that prevents you from being subjects. You know. Yes. That prevents you from being subjects. Make sure. And that's the reason. That's the reason the Second Amendment is there. And again, that 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 paramilitary prevention act goes against the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment was to ensure that the five things in the First Amendment could be defended, right? And it says there, it doesn't say that, you know, it doesn't say National Guard, it doesn't say Standing Army, it says militia mm -hmm. on it, right? So mm -hmm. if you and I wanted to get together and we got 20 friends that wanted to create a militia, that that's by, that's our right by the Second Amendment. We can create a militia. Well, actually, doesn't the Dick Act do that too? The same thing, that the, the Dick Act codified militias as legal? Yes. Yeah, so... That's all you got to do. They say, well, we're actually a militia and under the Dick Act, we're legal and you can't say anything about it. So pound sand. You've had a, there's been yeah. a couple comments here. People talking about you trapping coyotes. Um, yeah, Robert says Kings Mountain. Interesting. They're having dog coyote problems for many years after that battle. Wolves were a problem there because the bodies of the Tories were barely buried. <laughs> uh, and someone earlier asked, how are you trapping coyotes? So if you want to. If you want to share it, if you with, don't, so no. With foothold no. traps. Okay. No, we're putting yeah. it. Yeah, no, no. It's totally, it's totally legal. I have a trapping license in the state of North Carolina. You can only put snare. Now, when I was trapping in Colorado, you can only use snares, right? Snares is mm. it's a tricky business to get coyotes to go through a snare. I mean, usually, you need oh, yeah. a three-wire fence or something like that. But And you need to make, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to get a coyote to put his head through a snare and get, get him in a snare. But that's... Colorado. In the state of North Carolina, where I'm at now, the only thing you can snare is beaver and otter. Everything else you have to use a foothold trap or a conibear trap for. So uh, we were using foothold traps and we'd just go out and we'd ride around the guy's little ranger. And, uh, you know, they're, they're all older than me, the guys that watch this property. It's a hunting farm. And you can see King's Mountain right off in the distance. But uh, my young neighbor, Troy, and I, we went out, we'd we would show these guys, okay, here's here's a set, or you know, here's here's how we bait them. We have the, we have a Tupperware dish just full of the most god awful rotten deer meat you ever smelled in your life. You know, <laughs> be, be prepared to puke when you, that that cover comes off. But first, we oh. set the bait, and whether it's a little mound that looks like you know a fox left it, and we have some some fox urine. We you know we we're trying to we're trying to avoid scent. So the traps the traps have been boiled in a bark in a bark coating. There's there's bark you, uh, bark chips you put in boiling water and to try to to mask the smell of the metal, right? Because coyotes yep. will smell the metal. They won't go anywhere near your bait, right? And then we use uh, rubber gloves or gauntlets. We got rubber boots on. We try not to put any human scent out, and we try to make it look like, hey, a fox left this here, or a bobcat covered up this deer, or we got. Uh, we got a little uh, board thing we bore next to the side of the road, and it looks like a mink went in there. You know, I don't know if you've ever been around a mink or had a girlfriend that had a ferret, but those are the most smelliest animals on the face of the earth. Yes, and they, they are. They, 
they will they will bring carry on into their in their into their in their holes, you know, and it'll smell in there. And the coyotes will go after him and say, "Hey, he smells lunch," and he's going to go in there and get not only the dead meat, but he's going to try to get the mink too, you know. So yeah, you make it look like a all. mink with there, and you put a trap in front of it where you assume the the coyotes can put his front foot or something like that. So that's how we do it. Hmm. Interesting. I know some other coyote traps that we won't discuss here, but you know. That <laughs> those those less than legal ones, but uh, yeah, I yeah, like snaring. But yeah, go ahead. I do like. No, I just say I like snaring because uh, I don't have any any uh, footholds or leg hole traps, but I do like snares. Uh, good old galvanized wires, God said. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't. I don't have the copy of the book anymore. But if if you guys are interested, uh, our audience, if you're interested, probably the one of the best. Uh, books I've ever read uh, is Tom in the Tom Brown series. Tom Brown was a tracking instructor from New Jersey. He did everything in Pine Barrens, and he's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of, kind of eccentric. Let's put it that way. But one of the best books I've ever seen by him, and I, I don't know if he wrote it or if he he plagiarized it. But uh, if you get the Tom Tom Brown's book on improvised traps and snares, that thing is very educational, and that most of them work. And I've I've actually experienced that. I've, I used to go out and just try them, and they they do work. So Tom oh, yeah. Brown, improvised oh, snaps and and, and tra traps and snaps snares traps and snares. That's what it's called. Yeah, so, great book. So Will's asking you and Charlie are doing a tracking class at Mountain Readiness, right? Yes. Yes, and I was supposed uh, uh, T and I talked today on the phone, and uh, you know he's his he's taking care of his wife Amber tonight. You know she had back yep. surgery. God bless her. But uh, uh, I forgot to call Charlie today. But that's we're all about that. We're all about getting out there. What we'd like to do in this area, uh, not just North Carolina, but Virginia. I, I live right on the cusp of Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia. So what we we started some organizations out west. I shouldn't say I started them. I didn't know. I was just a member of them. But there's there's the Pacific Northwest Trackers Association, and then there's also the Rocky Mountain Trackers Association. We would start like to do an Appalachian Tracker Association, just to get guys in house training where you don't have to pay for it and everything, but groups of three or more get together and actually just train and tracking you know and and you know, uh we get together you got a day or something like that you you practice some of the techniques that uh uh you do in track uh you, that, that you learn from some of these other tracking instructors charlie and i are also going to work on a book i i think i'm going to end up having to do most of it because charlie's a busy man but uh, I was told by John Simpson, we'll have to get him on a guest one of these days, but uh, John Simpson said, hey, you need to write a book on tracking, you know, because there's there's a lot of stuff out there, but you actually did it, you know, yeah. and, and uh, you were known for it in the military. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And I need to do a, not so much on the patrolling techniques or anything, but this is how you learn how to track without wasting a whole bunch of time and effort, you know, so it's 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 not that hard to learn. It's just dedicating the time to do it. Here you go. You got uh, Auburn up there saying you're welcome to come trap some mink at our property. We are five miles from Mount Readiness. We have plenty of them. Yeah, mink, I I don't trap <laughs> mink and I don't care to. 
<laughs> you don't want to be case skin and the stinky animal, rats. Right? I was saying you don't want to be case skin no. and the smelly rats, man. No. <laughs> No, I just hey. uh, one of the instructors. One of the instructors out at Robin Sage had me uh, case skin a squirrel. That's the stupidest thing I've ever done. I think why? Because yeah, yeah, well, you, you, you've ate squirrel. You and I have ate tree rat. You oh, know yeah. how do yeah. you how do you how do you skin a squirrel? You, you cut the hole in the back, back and you rip it from both sides. Yeah, you just pull a shirt and drawers that's, off. That's, that's that cool. fast. Now, yeah. have you ever tried to case skin them like you would a coyote or a fox? No, that's that what takes, I'm saying. What the, that takes the over an hour. And a super sharp knife. <laughs> with, a, uh, with a little exacto knife and going, you know, oh like this. Got to get your reading glasses on. It's it's a pain. I, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let me case skin this limb rat, you know. I mean, no, no. I'm not. And, hey, and you should write a book on track. And, and I know a guy that can help you. I'm just saying. So. Like, oh, you need to I do this. spell. Well, yeah, just, but I'm saying I'll, I'll help you make it into an actual book. So, and yeah. then we need, uh, yeah. Yeah. we need like some photos and some diagrams. Maybe you could do an awesome book, man, and make you yeah, some money could. too. We could, we yeah, we could uh, get uh, we could get some some actual practical experience. What I'd like to to do is just kind of a, a how to book, and there's there's already been people that have done it, but. I just like to have a new approach. Charlie's got some great myths. Charlie Williams, I, I love working with him. He's he's with Pineland Resources. He does a lot of tracking classes. And some of his techniques for just, you know, getting guys to pay attention to detail is is, is he, he's, he's, he's got some methods that I, I'd like to include in the book too. And I've asked him to do that. So we're gonna do that. And uh, cool. uh, hopefully we'll have, it, we'll have it published by next year, this time next year. I just I just got to get busy on the keyboard. Yeah. Yes, you do. That's the hard part. Uh, I've learned in writing. That's the that's the hard. Pete Robertucci in the house. What's up, my friend, Pete Robertucci? Uh, but no, that would be fantastic, man. And I'll and I'll get you. I'll guide you through that because uh, you don't need to pay nobody, and you don't need a publisher. You can do this yourself, and that way you make all the money. So, or you and Charlie. Yeah. And you just have an approach. You just have an approach that people understand, you know, and you follow the same principles that people have been trying to teach for years. And it's not hard to learn. I mean, uh, uh, one of the one of my four stories is uh, I had uh, Tony Yost. He's a he's pretty famous now. I mean, we lost him uh, during the war on terror. And uh, anyway, to Tony Yost was an Apache Indian and I was I I was into the mountain man reenactments and everything, and we'd always butt heads, you know, about you know wagon burner versus versus you know the beaver trapper, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And uh, anyway, Tony Yost was one of my students when I was a sniper instructor, and he's like, and, and I I got one day, I got one day where I could have the students and actually teach them a little bit about tracking, you know, and, and imagine that snipers learning how to track human beings, you know. So yeah, gee, who'd so I'd, I'd get to, I. I I'd get one day where I get to teach them a little bit, you know, here's how you teach yourself how to track type thing. And Tony came in there early when I was handing out the, the summary sheets into the classroom. And he's like, I'm going to do pretty good in this in this training today because because I'm a Native American. I'm, a, I'm an Indian, you know. <laughs> and so I got up there on the podium. I said, OK, Tony, sit down. So I got up on the podium and I say, yeah, tracking is not a born skill. It's not inherited through your bloodline. It's a learned skill. Otherwise, how come so many white men came to this country and kicked the crap out of you Indians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't like that. But, but we were we were we were good friends for years until until we lost him in uh, 
in Iraq. He's he's a Silver Star winner, buried up in Arlington. Great man, Tony Yost. Yeah, I know his name. I don't know why exactly, uh, but uh, his name I know. Well, the name. You probably know his name because the the weapons the uh, the building at the weapons department or the weapons committee is the Yost facility on Fort Bragg. Ah, uh, all right. That's yeah. yeah that would no. be why. Okay. Yeah, huh? Tony Yost facility. Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh, Rebecca in the house. There you are. What's up, my friends? Rebecca and Leon are tuning in tonight. Um, and so Jimmy's asking, you ever have you ever trained a, or used a canine on a track, or are you just doing yes visual? Tracking? Yes, last episode. Yes, last episode we had uh, canine. Uh, what 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 was? I got my notes right here. Uh, we had we had a great episode last week uh, with uh, with canine. What is it? I'm, I want to get his website right. Who, oh, who Fortress Canine. Fortress Canine. Fortress Canine. Thank you. I couldn't. Yeah. I had, I had brain surgery. Sorry, guys. But uh, anyway, <laughs> Fortress Canine. working. <laughs> they use they use the Belgian Malwall, and uh, the Belgian Malwall is probably the most amazing animal I've ever seen. In my in all my tracking experience, before we did the dog teams at tenth group, we were there. There's two pilot programs: seventh group and tenth group, and we did the canine program. We were kind of mimicking what CAG was doing, or the National Delta Force, whatever everybody calls them. They were they were using dogs, so to sniff out explosives, and we were following their example. And but we said, hey, we're going to have fourteen guys on a team. that are going to be seven dog handlers and seven dogs amongst these fourteen guys, and all these fourteen guys are going to be certified visual trackers, right? And uh, in my experience before that that whole experiment, that pilot program was that canines worked in search and rescue or worked in law enforcement, uh, a Labrador or a German Shepherd or any of those other breeds, they were good at one thing. And it's what their trainer was really good at teaching them, whether it's, you know, sniffing for drugs or, sni uh, you know, body cadaver dogs or or tracking dogs. We had some bloodhounds out there and everything. We'd go and see search and rescues, you know, for the guys that used to get lost out in the Rocky Mountains or, or out in the Pacific Northwest. And I never thought that a dog could do the whole spectrum until I met those Belgian Malwalls. And uh, that's that's what I was impressed with with uh, with Fortress Canine. He uses he he's he's breeding not only Belgian Malwalls, but he's trying to. And you heard him; he's trying to breed some of those pups to where they th those are the smartest dogs I've ever seen. And yes, it, and it depends on the handler too, of course. But they can work off leash; they can sniff out explosives. We we caused havoc for all those guys trying to put the uh, roadside bombs out there and everything, and uh, we could figure out. Usually, we came out post incident, but we figured out how they were emplacing the IEDs and things like that. And we used canine. The canine saved our butts a lot of times. Yeah. Well, this so, this yes. right here, this is Ranger, and hopefully, he's going to be a new student of Fortress Canine. So he's a blonde yeah. Malinois. Yeah. Yeah, old. look up, look up, look up last week's episode and uh, very informative. That that guy yeah. knows what he's talking about when it talks about training training dogs for tracking, yeah, or for bomb sniffing or for home defense, whatever you want that that Belgian Malinois yep. to do, he can do. Well, we're gonna we're looking at taking him. We're gonna have be I'll be taking that dog over to Joel for Joel to take a look at him and see what he thinks, and then uh, if everything works out, we're gonna be taking that Malinois right there, and he's gonna be going to school. At Fortress Canine, and we'll be shooting a lot of video of the whole process of 
the whole thing. And so that'll be pretty cool. Um, I hope it – I mean, he looks like a great dog. He's very well behaved. He's fairly well trained now. He's just not trained in bite work um, or tracking or anything like that. And that's I wanted to train to yeah. track and, and for bite work. That's the two things I want him to do. So, man, it's already yeah, yeah, 9 o'clock. Yeah. That went well, by and, quick, y'all. And that goes – that goes right back Go to talking about, you know, putting those traps out for, for coyotes and anything canine. We've got to remember, a dog a dog's sense of smell is 120 times greater than a human, right? So when you and I, Chris, we smell a Supreme pizza from Domino's, that yeah. dog can tell you what kind of, is that a wheat dough or is that a white yeah. dough? Uh, yeah. What kind of tomatoes are on the sauce? They can tell you, yeah. you know, this got sausage and this got that many ingredients in the sausage. Those dogs are incredible when it comes to their sense of smell. They really are. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get, I'll have one to put to work here soon. Um, so, yeah. And guys, don't forget in March, we will be in uh, North or in, Kentucky at the Bushcraft Homesteading Preparedness Expo the weekend of the 15th and 17th. And then the following weekend, we will be at the Kentucky Sustainable Living Expo in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So we'll be up there for a little bit. In April, we don't have a tag for this one yet. We're going to get it put up, but we will be at a, an event up in Camden, Tennessee at a Software Alliance Expo up there with SOE guys. So we've got some travel coming up. And of course, we have Mountain Readiness the first weekend of May. So we've got lots of stuff coming up. Um, lots of travel. I was on the road for several hours today, getting up here to Tallahassee because we're going to be hanging out at the Capitol tomorrow with some folks over there and I'm smoked. So you got anything you want to leave them with tonight, man? Yeah. Uh, um, the, the guy I was riding with today, we did several hours in my truck and, uh, he really enjoys the, sh uh, really enjoys the podcast and everything. And he, so while you're in Tallahassee, invite some of those congressman to come on and, and discuss discuss why we're so messed up and i was like yeah you know what i don't know if any i doubt if chris could get any congressman to come on because uh they'd be scared to be uh canceled in this current culture they're living in right now so, well your they invited, they invited me show. here they did they did invite me here so I'm, I'm here at their invitation so well see if they'll uh, accept the challenge up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know one guy who's not running for re-election. I know he'd probably do it, so he'd be fun to talk to. He's one of us. But uh, anyway, that's it for this week, guys. Sue, thanks for pot coming in, man. Uh, good to see you. You look good. I like the beard. Like you look, uh, you look good. Very distinguished. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to be the full Taliban like you. I could get a whole fist of yours there, but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm going that way. <laughs> oh shit i like the taliban look it's got its advantages so all right guys anyway that's it thanks for being here tonight we'll catch you guys all next week there's no facebook live because we're still in tallahassee tomorrow night and uh but everything else is on deck for next week so you guys know the drill be good be good at it see you i'll see you later brother see you later